You've tuned in to the Get Connected podcast. I'm your host, Mike Agarbo. Today, John Beeler and I will uh, be covering some pretty cool tech stories. We'll be chat, uh, chatting with the folks over at UCLA, uh, Larry Derricks. He's uh, the EVP of technology there. And if you're not familiar with UCLA, they're the speed test people, so you can use them to test your internet connection. Well, they've uh, done a great comparison of the new Starlink satellite internet service, and you would be surprised at the results when compared to regular landline uh, internet. We'll also be talking back-to-school tech. We've got uh, our good friend Mark Salzman over from Toronto chatting about all the latest laptops, printers, and dorm room gear that uh, you'll want to get for this September. It's time to get connected. We uh, are going to have a great program, John. Uh, Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. Uh, In a bit, we'll be talking with the folks over at UCLA. They're like the speed test people. You go there to find out how good your internet speed is. Uh, they've got apps. You can go to their website. Well, we're going to be talking with uh, one of their guys about Starlink, Elon Musk's satellite internet service, and how it compares to regular fixed broadband connections, you know, like from Rogers, Bell, or TELUS. And you'd be surprised at the results, so stay tuned for that. And we'll uh, be chatting with our good friend Mark Salzman out of Toronto all about back-to-school technology. I call it back-to-school and back-to-work. We're going to be looking at a bunch of uh, different types of gear and laptops that you'll want to have a look at to make sure that you're set to go. Let's get into some of the news, John. Uh, some interesting stuff happening in the uh, the tech world. Uh, this is interesting. Apple Canada, they are launching uh, a new zero-interest payment plan for iPhones, iPads, and Macs. I think this is amazing. Yeah? Yeah. Basically, what it allows you to do is to be able to afford some of these bigger ticket items and having zero interest over 12 months just lets you chunk out the payments. Yep. So uh, some of the examples they have are things like for an iPhone, for example, you can actually do for it over 24 months and you can have it, you know, as little as, uh, where's the price here? Um, I think 40 bucks a month. 40 bucks a month, yeah. For the mini. And the regular iPhone 12, $47 a month. Yeah. That's a lot more affordable than $1,600 up front. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're in the market for a new Mac yeah. or, you know, one of the higher end iPads as well, that might be a great way to, to break it up. But I like the zero interest. Well, that's the key thing, right? Because, you know, you can put it on your credit card, but you're paying a premium. Crazy interest, yes. Yeah. And and even even some of the credit cards that give you like a payment plan option, yeah, it's a sliding scale of interest. Zero interest is the best option. Um, and uh, basically for anything over uh, $200, uh, iPad and iMac purchases over $200 or uh, iPhone purchases over $100. 0% APR on approved credit. Very cool. Uh, let's talk TVs. TCL, they're one of the uh, the big TV manufacturers uh, out there in the world right now. I think they're number two or three in Canada, which is just amazing because whenever I talk to people about TCL TVs, a lot of people still don't know that name. Yeah. But obviously a lot of Canadians are buying their TVs. Uh, and, you know, the simple reason is the technology is good and the price like right. you just can't beat the price on some of these. The price uh, is amazing, yeah. Uh, so th- I was actually in New York uh, last week uh, yes. to... You lucky duck. S- I know. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, 
and uh, to check out some of the new uh, five and six series uh, TVs. And uh, these new ones will be coming out in September. Uh, so we'll be talking more about them as uh, they get near launch. Uh, but the, the, the picture quality, John, is amazing. And now they have Google TV built right into them as well. So the smart TV platform. But I had interesting conversation uh, with some of the folks at TCL. And, you know, you look at a lot of the TV manufacturers. I look at LG. I look at Samsung. They've got their own smart TV interfaces. Yeah. And the TCL guys are saying, that's yesterday's news. Like, it's all consolidating now. And much, you remember cars, right? Yeah. All car stereos now coming out are typically touchscreen, and they support both Google Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. Yeah. And that's just the two players. It's what people want from their phone. Yeah. Yeah. And so what they're saying is that's going to happen with TVs as well. Can you imagine how much money, like, LG and Samsung have to spend to keep updating their smart TV operating systems? Yeah. It'd be insane. So they're saying that it'll be going, like, it'll be Google TV and probably Roku TV. Right. I mean, there's Apple TV boxes. It's kind of a different thing. Yeah. Apple, Apple makes it confusing because there's Apple TV Plus, like the TV service, yeah. the box. Then there's the Apple TV app that you could install on some of these smart TVs to give you access to the Apple line. It's pretty neat, though, Some like the features of this Google TV. So you can use... Google Assistant on it. So you can actually use your voice to like, hey, watch this show on Netflix, for example, Google. Uh, but a cool feature that I like, they've actually built in some far field microphones right into the TV itself now. You don't even need the remote. Right. So you can just talk at the TV and tell it what you want to watch. And another cool feature, if uh, you know, you're on Android especially, uh, you know, if you're out having drinks or dinner with your friends and you're talking about your favorite shows, which I think every conversation I have when I'm out always kind of leads to <laughs> have you seen so and so yeah well now uh on your phone you can go to your google watch list and basically put in the shows that everyone's talking about and then that'll pop up on your tv that's pretty cool it is really cool yeah but the whole interface basically starts learning what kind of shows you like and so whether you you know have netflix or amazon prime or you know you rent movies off the the google play store it'll just start populating the the stuff that it thinks that you might like from the services you actually subscribe to. Yeah. It's called the, the For You tab, which I think is, uh, is pretty cool. Uh, so these new models from TCL, they, uh, I mean, the, the quality on them is amazing. And they upscale everything. So even if you've got, you know, crappy content, like in standard definition, it'll upscale it to 4K or 8K, depending on what TV that uh, you're, uh, you're looking for, which is kind of interesting. And uh, some of these models now also support webcams. So they've got the USB port in the back. And so you can plug in most webcams and use that for like a Google Duo call. Right. Which is cool. I mean, because, I mean, think about it. We, we, have, we don't have these new ones, but we have a lot of TCL TVs throughout the office. It'd be really handy to just be able to plug a camera into the TV and have a Zoom call. Yeah. From our meeting rooms. It would be amazing. Yeah. Okay. Before we uh, go to our break, we're going to talk about our contests. Uh, we've had some amazing contests this year so far, John. We've given away some e-scooters. Uh, we just finished our MSI laptop contest uh, as well. And congratulations again to the winner, Brett from uh, Kamleki, Ontario. I'm probably mispronouncing that. I'm sorry. Uh, he's won a $2,000 MSI Summit E13 Flip Evo laptop. And again, that thing's worth 2000 bucks. A beautiful machine. Yeah. But we've got some great prizes here uh, this month as well. We've uh, got our Kingston Fury Memory Kit giveaway. So if you've got a desktop computer or you're thinking of building your own uh, PC, we're giving away three high-performance 64-gigabyte memory kits. They're valued at 300 bucks each. These memory modules 
are amazing. They actually have RGB lighting on them. So when you put them into your computer, they'll actually light up as well. Party mode, activate. It's like a total party mode. Of course, you probably won't see that if your case is all solid, right? <laughs> but no, a lot of these new cases when you're building uh, your own gaming PC, for example, they've got like a clear side because yeah. people like to show off all the, the stuff that they have inside them. Yeah. Which is cool. Uh, we're also giving away some other uh, Kingston Fury... Uh, Swag, some uh, clothing, some hoodies, T-shirts, and uh, hats and beanies. So, again, all you have to do is go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, and enter through the contest page. And there's extra chances to win as well. You just got to follow the instructions to get extra entries. And uh, good luck. When we come back from the break, we've uh, got a lot going on uh, today's program. We'll be talking with the Ookla people about Starlink Internet and comparing the speed to regular Internet kind of landline internet that most of us have. You will be su- uh, surprised at the results and uh, chatting about some of the cool back-to-school gear that uh, you need to get and uh, giving you some suggestions on when to get it because there's still the chip shortage, John. Yes. And uh, you might find some of the things you want are going to run out. You're listening to Get Connected. Back after this. You are back with the program. Mike and John here. going to talk internet speeds now. I mean, we're always talking about it, but we're going to go kind of a step further. We're going to go to space, satellites, uh, internet speeds. Uh, Elon Musk's Starlink company has uh, been making a bit of a name for itself in providing internet access to remote Canadian locations and cities, uh, kind of aim more at the Northern Hemisphere right now, but they're going to be expanding that. Uh, And this has been a godsend, I think, for a lot of folks that haven't been able to get decent uh, internet. But what are the speeds like? Well, we have the best guest on the line for that. His name is Luke Derricks. He's with Ookla. Uh, They measure all kinds of speed for internet. It's what we use all the time for our tests. It's the speedtest.net people. Exactly. Uh, We're the speed test. Yes. Luke, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Mike and John, for having me. It's good to be here. Uh, so again, for the the listeners that might not know Ookla, uh, tell tell us a little bit about, about your company. Yeah, in summary, so Ookla aims to be the sort of global standard in internet speed and performance measurements, right? So if you take a speed test to determine how fast or you know how reliable your internet connection is, hopefully, chances are you're using one of our tools, uh, the flagship of which is, is speedtest.net and our mobile apps on iOS and Android. Well, there was an interesting uh, article. Uh, we came across it on Mobile Syrup, and uh, uh, you guys have actually tested uh, the Starlink internet uh, service as far as speed. And in a nutshell, what did you find? Yeah, it's been interesting to watch the evolution of Starlink since it first launched in in the beta phase. And you know, I, one thing to be clear, I'd say that so we've done some testing ourselves as interested sort of technologists and engineers. Uh, more importantly, we've done some data analysis from our, our crowdsource user base, right? So these are actually people out there who are using Starlink and, and other providers and taking speed tests themselves. And we're seeing what the performance is from represented from the actual users, right? Um, and so we found that, you know, it got off to a little bit of a slow start as uh, Starlink first launched and it was limited in terms of its footprint and how many satellites they had. But more recently, uh, in the in the most recent data analysis, we've we found that those speeds are increasing. And I think you know, in the U.S., they're not quite up to the same level. But in Canada, actually, in the most recent analysis that we did for the first time, Starlink averaged faster in terms of download throughput than the sort of average uh, performance of a fixed broadband connection. 
Now, of course, that doesn't represent if if you're in a major city and you've got a gigabit fiber connection to the home, of course, it's, it's not going to reach that speed, right? Not anytime soon. Um, but there's a lot of folks distributed across across Canada, of course, that are in more rural settings that have much slower connections. And uh, for the first for the first time on average, Starlink is performing faster. So you made a good point there. So there's some people that have gigabit speeds. John, I think, do you have that? Yeah. Yeah. I only have 300 megabits, you know, yeah. potential download speeds. Doesn't mean that I'm always getting that. But on average, uh, you are now saying from some of the tests that you guys have done that Starlink is got faster download and, and upload speeds than... Um, or sorry, just download speeds. Then um, just just download. Yeah. yeah, they're they're really focused their sort of provisioning of their of their spectrum, if you will. You know, the 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 data, the signals that are coming back and forth from the ground stations to the satellite on delivering download performance for consumers. Um, so the most recent analysis, it was about like eighty six megabits per second for the download speed. Yeah. I apologize. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think upload was down somewhere in the six or seven megabit range. So it's much slower. Yeah, I, I, so I've got the numbers here. Uh, so Starlink was 86.92 megabits down, and the average Canadian uh, download speed was 84.24. So that's right. that's an interesting, uh, interesting mm-hmm. number. But where the big difference, though, uh, Luke, is on the latency. And maybe you can explain to the, the listeners why that's an important number. Yeah, absolutely. And that really is the key factor when it terms of, in terms of what is different about Starlink as opposed to previous satellite uh, broadband providers. So Starlink uses uh, this low Earth orbit constellation of satellites. So rather than having one satellite way up high in a geosynchronous orbit, it's got a whole bunch of satellites in a low Earth orbit. I, I, I think, I'm, I'm not the expert here, but I think it's somewhere between like 550 and 1,000 kilometers above, above the surface. And so what that means is like the, the speed of light or the speed of that signal to get back and forth from the consumer's base station up to the satellite and then back to the ground again is so much quicker that it provides a much more responsive kind of quality of service. So it doesn't really help if you're, if you're say you're downloading a large file that's just going one direction, you just start it and it, it, it goes until it's finished. It doesn't, you don't really feel a difference there with a lower latency. But for so much of what we do now, like this conversation that the three of us are having now, it's a two-way real-time communication, and it has to, it really relies on low latency. So, conferencing, uh, you know, video streaming in some some cases, really things like online gaming and and uh, remote learning platforms, things like that. That's it's really critical. Let, let alone work from home, right? Everybody's trying to work from home these days. You really need low latency, and Starlink's the first satellite provider that's been able to get near uh, fixed broadband latency numbers. Yeah, I'm just looking at the numbers here. So the average, again, using the same metrics as we talked about before, for a fixed broadband is roughly 14 uh, milliseconds of latency. Uh, The other satellite providers are like six and seven hundred milliseconds. So that's quite, Mm -hmm. quite a lot more. And then Starlink's around 45, which, you know, isn't bad when you consider what's happening right with this particular signal and it's going up to space and coming back yeah but i guess to your point luke uh you know if you're doing a lot of video conferencing you might notice that latency is not as good as like a fixed broadband connection yeah you might and and even more importantly i think it's the sort of the the jitter so the jitter is basically if latency is how quickly a a little bit of data gets from one side to the other 
the jitter jitter represents how consistent that is. So over over the whole course of our conversation, is it consistently at 45 milliseconds or is it bouncing back and forth between 20 and 100 milliseconds, right? And again, if you're just, you know, pulling data down from the internet, you're, you're really not going to notice that. But in a conversation like this or, or anything where you really need sort of synchronous real-time communication happening, you, you really will notice that. Um, you know, and, and Starlink really has um, started to get into that that realm of what we see on fixed broadband. So they are able to support some of those use cases. Um, it's still pretty early days, though, right? And, uh, you know, I think we do see some, at least some anecdotal evidence that they're they're not quite at the level of consistency that you would get from your average fixed broadband connection. Um, you know, but my understanding is they're they're launching more infrastructure, literally launching more infrastructure, <laughs> and um, you know are are, are really working towards uh, much better consistency. We we had a, a friend of mine who lives in Prince Edward County in uh, Ontario. He was one of the mm-hmm. first people in Canada to get a Starlink set up, and he had a really horrible sort of issue with getting any kind of internet he works on the internet for a living and but he bought a bought a farm and you know moved out to the country and starlink is like the godsend for that and he's been just gushing about it on facebook about how good it's gotten over time like from when when the beta started to now like i I see it probably once or twice a week him just saying this is just so great or he'll show just a screenshot on instagram of his speeds and it's like that's amazing it's yeah it's a game changer for a lot of people and I can speak a little bit anecdotally to that. Actually, you know, I have a little little spot with a family up in the mountains, really close to the U.S. Canadian border. Actually, um, just a few miles, and you know, I, it it had some broadband connectivity. I was getting something like three megabits of, of download speed on my on my normal connection. Um, I got I got signed up for the Starlink beta and and went up there and immediately got a hundred megabits of download speed, which is pretty fantastic. That's like a game changer. You, yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. yeah. And, and latency was, you know, serviceable. It was somewhere in the 30 millisecond range. The only issue for me is I, I still, uh, you know, end up experiencing a fair bit of service interruption, um, you know, if you, on an order of a few minutes of hour, an hour where I don't have any service. Um, but that's where, you know, I can't, I can't claim to be the expert here in, in Starlink's plans, but that's where I think they're, they're doing a lot better to provide better coverage for folks like me. Talking with Luke Derricks uh, from Ookla. They are the speed test folks that uh, give us uh, all the info on how good our internet connections are. I've uh, been chatting a bit about Starlink, and it seems like they are going in the, the right direction. Luke, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks very much for, for having me on. It's a pleasure to get to talk to both of you. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. It's getting close to back-to-school time or back to work, depending <laughs> what's what's happening. As always, uh, we love to cover some of the tech that uh, students uh, will need to get things uh, going again in September. To help us out, we've got our good friend Mark Salzman all the way from Toronto. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Hey, Mike. Thanks, John. How you guys doing? Great. Uh, your kids all ready for back to school? Yeah, you know, so my older two are going into second year university and I think they kind of got gypped last year with the whole COVID thing. So they, even though they lived in the same towns that they go to university uh, at, they were stuck in their rooms. So that's not fun. So I hope that they make up for it. You know, I hope they have a good time. And then my youngest is going into uh, grade 12. So it's last year of high school. Very cool. I don't know if they're ready for it, if that was your question. Uh, you know. <laughs> Are we ever? Do they want to be? But yeah. uh, I just I, I just feel so bad for, especially my older two. I want them to enjoy university life because I don't know if you can 
remember back the blow the cobwebs out of the way. You remember, you remember guys, it was fun. No, I can't remember anymore. It was too too long ago. But it's it's interesting times though, Mark, because this past year a lot of students were doing it from home, doing it remotely. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. looks like that's going to be changing. There might be some remote stuff happening still, but uh, it looks like uh, you know some students are getting back into the classroom again. Yeah. So depending on where you're listening to this chat across the country, um, and sometimes even right down to the school board, it's either going to be yeah back in the classroom or or those who still are going to be learning remotely or a bit of a hybrid approach and let's just hope there's no major fourth wave of course but yeah and i think the tools prime like i think they're pretty much the same yeah whether you're in classroom or at home i mean we're talking about the same sort of digital tools that can help a student out so i don't know if that changes much but uh well let's let's talk about some of them uh i think uh a key tool would have probably be a laptop right have you got some picks yeah, so I would say definitely a laptop is still the most important tool in your arsenal. Um, and there's lots of choice out there. And so, I, I mean, I really like the new Laptop Go, the Surface Laptop Go from Microsoft. I know you guys have seen it. I mean, it's the lightest Surface ever at uh, only 1.1 kilograms and less than 16 millimeters thin. So, you know, you don't even feel it in your backpack. I've been playing around with that a lot and I really like the keyboard. Uh, it's got a 12.4 inch touchscreen. Um, up to 13 hours of battery life and free upgrade to Windows 11 this fall uh, and 759 to start. So you're not breaking the bank on a very portable laptop with uh, the ports that you may want on the side, including a full size USB, which is harder to find. So I, I really like that um, available in three colors. And then if you need more power, maybe your school correct curriculum dictates that you're studying animation or video production, or you want a game after you're done school, I would recommend the HP Omen 15, um, a great power, powerful laptop with a great processor, NVIDIA graphics, 3000 series, like really fast graphics and a 15.6 inch screen for fast, uh, smooth refresh rates as well, which is what you want in gaming. But even just for regular schooling, um, it's got a, a lot of power, perfect for multitasking and without sacrificing size or battery life. Like it used to be a trade off. If you wanted a powerful laptop, it was chunky. Was, you know, the backbreaker 3000 <laughs> and battery life that lasted. Mark, it made us stronger. That's why we're <laughs> exactly. so, that's why exactly. we're so muscular now. Your lumbar vertebrae is yeah. fused because of the, <laughs> <laughs> the tech. Uh, but now it's like, it's pretty thin and, um, you know, it's still a bit hefty, like in terms of weight, but it's thin and it's got also up to 13 hours or so, 12 and a half hours of battery life. So I like the Omen 13 a lot. Uh, it is 17.49 to start. So you are paying for that desktop-like performance. Um, and then across the board, uh, before we move on, any computer you go with, make sure you have good cybersecurity. Just a reminder to students, it's not just one kind of protection they need. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. Uh, ESET has a sale on 50% off this August. I, I use their stuff a lot, ESET.ca. Mark, do you remember last year around this time, laptops were like unobtainium, right? Everyone was yeah. trying to get them for their kids so that they wouldn't have to share like their work computer or whatever at home. Has it sort of like leveled off and gotten back to normal a bit? I mean, uh, also- yes and no, depending on the uh, the brand, I've, I've heard that there's still a chip shortage. Yeah. And that they're still having some issues. Um, but then uh, others I've spoken to and said, no, they, they were anticipating this. And even with COVID as well, that uh, they were able to get supply in. Uh, you know, I think what's going to happen is that, right, um, parents are going to start assessing what they need. And hopefully it's not too late. 
if they need to pick up an extra one for an, a sibling, you know, even if it's like a Chromebook or something affordable, but there, there's a lot of choice out there. And I think from what I've seen, the supply is okay, despite the chip shortage. I, I would recommend though, if uh, they do need a new laptop, do it now. Yeah. Don't wait till yeah, don't September wait. Yeah. because mm-hmm. the choice is going to be really limited right. because there is that chip shortage right now too. Yeah. You're, you're totally right. It is August. So we're seeing some good point. Good point, Mike. Uh, what about printing? Do you find people still need a printer at home? Yeah, this whole paperless office promise has never materialized, at least <laughs> in my world. I'm uh, I'm still printing, you know, just professionally, not so much for students, but I'm printing documents like, you know, contracts and, and agreement forms and, and even notes and things and things that I'm getting snail mailed. But my students are still also printing um, and, and they're scanning and they're copying. So I, I think an all-in-one is still a great purchase, still very much relevant in 2021, but cartridges are out. Like that just cartridges to me are really dated because they don't yield a lot of ink. You have to pay through the, the nose for them and they're not great because they end up in landfills. I mean, it's a lot of plastic. So instead I prefer a cartridge free system. I personally have actually with me here uh, is the Epson EcoTank family of uh, all-in-ones because they have up to two years worth of ink out of the box. I hate running out of ink at always the most inopportune times. So that's a thing of the past. I used to cringe when my daughter would print color, you know, like photos and stuff. That's also a thing of the past. She likes frames, like paper frames, like around her bedroom. Um, And even in her dorm room, she's printing them and putting them on the wall around her smart lights. And uh, I like how you can wirelessly print from any device with these things. They're also a scanner and a copier. And they also support voice printing, the Ecotag family. So if you have a smart speaker, you can say print lined paper or print graph paper or print calendar, and it'll do it for you. Just kind of neat. Uh, prices start at two ninety nine, And then when it is time in two years to buy more ink, there are bottles instead of cartridges that yield another up to two years. So it's, it's a smart... It's a smart way of not getting nickel and dimed throughout the course of the the ownership of that printer. So I like that family. I know you guys uh, are familiar with that as well. And then going to the dorm room, there's a lot of great tech. I mean, I wish I had this stuff when I was younger, but for for audio, I'm a huge music fan. The new um, JBL Charge 5 wireless speaker is pretty awesome. It's uh, uh, Best Buy's got this thing for 239. It's really small, but really loud. And it's got a 30 watt subwoofer in this. It looks like a, a football, a colorful football, smaller, <laughs> but has amazing audio, up to 20 hours of, of playtime. And then speaking of battery, it can power up your phone and other devices. There's actually two USB ports. So it's almost like, uh, you know, a power brick. What do you call those things? Um, power brick? <laughs> no, you know, what do you call them? They're like battery power bank. backup batteries. A power yeah. banks. Yeah. Power banks. But it, that's yeah. cool, though, that you can charge your phone while you're having it stream music and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. 100%. I also listen to a lot of podcasts um, and audiobooks and things like that. So I use my I use my speakers all the time. So that's a good one. Yeah, it's a BestBuy.ca for JBL Charge Five. Surprisingly good sound out of this little thing. Well, I like that it has a, a subwoofer in it as well. That makes a big difference uh, mm-hmm. when you're listening to your favorite uh, songs. But I mean, it's cool. Like you can obviously have it in the dorm room, but because it's got a battery, you can take it out. Uh, you know, to the park if you're. Yeah, in fact, it's weatherproof. Up. It's oh, weatherproof. It is. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. So even if it rains or whatever, um, yeah, it's, it is good for that. But I was, yeah, I was thinking more about for students, but no, it's great. Throw it in your backpack, bring it with you wherever. Cause you know, earbuds are great, but sometimes you don't want to wear them and you've got some friends with you. We're talking with Mark Salzman right now, all about back to school tech. We are going to have to take a break when we come back. 
more uh, tech to talk. Stay tuned. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and John here. We've been talking back to school tech because it's that time to think about it. We've got our good friend Mark Salzman on the line from Toronto. Uh, Thanks for joining us again, Mark. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks, guys, for the invite. Let's uh, talk a little bit more about uh, dorm rooms because it looks like uh, the kids are going back to school in many cases and to Mm -hmm. dorms and and campuses. Uh, Any other tech you'd recommend? Yeah, so before the break, we talked about a Bluetooth speaker for uh, music fans, um, which is also good for as a speaker phone, too. But uh, yeah, how about smart lights and a smart TV? Um, So smart lights, I like the uh, Wiz Connected brand of smart lights that because um, you don't have to break the bank for them and they don't require a bridge, which is like that extra box that you have to buy some of the brands out there and plug it into your modem or your router, I mean, and uh, you need that, but not for Wiz. So I like that. Um, But there are still Wi-Fi connected smart lights with up to 60 million colors. There's light bulbs, like an A19 kind of bulb, as well as light strips, which are really trendy among students from what I saw when I visited my kids at university. Um, uh, and, and you know, you can set timers and schedules and all the things you can do with the Wi-Fi, right? You can control them with your voice or your app or whatever. But uh, again, only $19 for the Wiz A19 full color bulb and $49 for the starter kit for the, the Wiz full color light strips. And they're two meters, but you can add them. You can make them longer if you want. You can, they're modular, so you can add onto them. But I like that you don't need a bridge. I like that they're not too expensive and um, they're fun, you know, they're, I, they're fun. So can, LED lights. Can I tell you what I like about those? Cause I have those in my home okay. and I love that you don't have to have a bridge cause so that makes it simpler. The one yeah. challenge I have with some of the smart stuff in my house is the other family members. Like they just, you know, if they don't buy into it, then, you know, they're not going to go into the app to turn these things on and, and off. So then I become like the, the smart home <laughs> You know, Dad, miser, can you turn on the yeah, can you turn off the lights? Right, uh, but they still work as a regular light. I yes. Mean, if you don't want to use the app or your voice with a smart speaker, you can just turn the switch. Well, that's the thing. You can actually buy little Wiz remote controls as well. Oh, right, so yeah, I, did, uh, yeah, I did my kitchen clickers. cabinets with the LED strips. It, it just, I can't believe I hadn't done it before. It just totally changed my kitchen, but mm-hmm. I love the remote control. So I use my voice all the time to turn it on and off. And slowly my family's coming around to that. But my wife just loves the little remote control. She just goes oh, in. That's good. Click, yeah. click. I haven't seen the, that accessory. Yeah. I, know it's I, think, optional I think it's for... cheap. It's like 20 bucks or 30 yeah. bucks, but yeah. it, it's oh, so, there it is. and it You're just holding it up right there. It works like a charm. I just love that. Oh, it cool. kind of, uh, the whiz stuff just kind of bridges like, you know, the Uber nerdy people. Uh, but also they got the old, old-fashioned remotes yeah. as well. Also, a- when we, we, I have other smart lighting brands in my house. And then when, again, just going back to my kids, since we're talking about back to school, when they went away to university, they were like fighting who gets the bridge because without the bridge, you can't use the smart lights. And I'm like, well, wait, <laughs> if you're taking it, then I can't use it. Yeah. So not needing one at all is best, right? Because you're not really giving anything up. It's no. still the same quality. Like, anyways, so yeah, WIZ for Wiz Connected. I think it's owned by a company called Signify. Yeah, they're the same people that have the Philips stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Philips Hue stuff. So, uh, so smart lights are great, especially the light strips. Very fun and, and trendy for your dorm room. And then um, smart TVs. Uh, I don't know, like you know, prices are dropping, quality is improving, new features are being added. It's like a great time to buy a new TV, uh, whether you're a student or a parent of one. I, I like the the new Hisense uh, U68G. 
smart TV. It's an Android TV. Uh, it's a 4K ULED TV, as they call it. So it's a premium TV without the premium price. It's Quantum Dot technology. So better colors, very rich colors, uh, as well as Dolby Vision HDR or high dynamic range support for better contrast and brightness, as you guys know. Um, because it's an Android TV, you've got access to the Google Play Store. You can download a ton of content and customize the experience. You can use uh, a voice remote that comes with it. You can access Google Assistant as a smart speaker built into the TV, whether it's tied to TV, like, you know, play something with Tom Cruise in it, or what's the weather like tomorrow? Um, You've got uh, the ability to cast content from your phone or tablet wirelessly to that TV, so long as they're both on the same Wi-Fi network. So there's a lot to like about it. Again, it's from Hisense. I think they're now the number, I want to say the number three TV company in the world. I could be wrong, but really coming up. And with a lot of different products, smart TVs, great quality screens, and uh, $699 for the 50-inch. And it goes up from there. If you have, you know, budget and wall size permitting, um, it goes up. But that's great for a dorm room. And you can also, of course, connect your laptop to it if you want to convince mom and dad to pick up the bell. Yeah, I'm using it for school. (laughs) (laughs) I need a PlayStation 5, too. (laughs) It's also, yeah, some of them are really good for gaming with fast refresh rates as well. Yeah. But Quantum Dot looks, I just love the colors. That's so good. It's hard. I know know we're talking on the radio podcast. It's hard to do it justice. But um, yeah, take a look uh, at your big box retailer for Hisense. You won't be disappointed. Well, I like the the Google TV. Or sorry, is it Android TV? Yep, yep. Yeah, but with Google, yeah, I, I know there's some rebranding going on there, but I think it's still called uh, the ULED Android TV. Got it. Yeah. So it is Android as a platform. Yeah, but it has again that built-in Chromecast. So if you're chilling on your iPad and you've got something, you know, you got an episode of Ted Lasso or whatever on your, you know, you could just beam it to your. To, to your big screen TV wirelessly. I can't imagine not having that function in my TV anymore. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How far we've come. Well, yeah, because you always just so have spoiled. to find an HDMI cable or, 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 or worse before, right? So, But now you just like check that little box and it's just there. Yeah, that little box. I taught my 92-year-old uncle, Carlos, he's like my favorite uncle, um, how to use Chromecast on his, uh, he has a, uh, an iPhone, an iPad, and a MacBook, but he has a TV on his wall that has Chromecast as well built in. So I'm showing him how to do it. It's awesome. If he can figure it out, anybody can. <laughs> Mark, uh, where can people find out more information about the Salzman world? <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're on uh, Twitter, it's Mark Salzman, Mark with a C. Uh, S-A-L-T-Z-M-A-N I'm also on uh, Twitter excuse me LinkedIn uh, Instagram Facebook and YouTube so that's cool if you want to check out my articles there I write for a bunch of places and shoot videos and such very cool thanks thanks for joining us Mark yeah pleasure thanks guys have a great rest of your summer thanks for the invite once again when we come back from the break we'll tell you a little bit more about uh, the big contest we have going on uh, this month back after this You are back with Get Connected. Don't forget to listen to our sister show, The App Show. We have it on every Sunday across Canada, uh, Saturday nights if you're in Toronto, and it's a great program. We'll be talking with Ted Kritsonos all about the new Samsung Folding Phones. They've uh, updated the the two models that they have, and you're going to be blown away with what they've done with them and the prices. Is it time for you to have a folding screen phone? Tune in to find out. And we're going to talk about a Lego app that lets you scan your pile of Lego and actually suggest different projects you can make with the Lego you have. And even tell you where to find those parts in your pile. 
<laughs> it's so cool. Uh, again, tune into the app show across the country on the Chorus Radio Network. And of course, you can get it on our podcast up on our website, getconnectedmedia.com. That's where we've got uh, our contest going as well, giving away the Kingston Fury memory packs. There's three of them worth $300 each, 64 gigabyte RGB memory. This is great for any desktop computer or if you're making your own uh, PC build as well. This is something that you'll want to try to win. Again, getconnectedmedia.com. I want to thank John and uh, the folks that helped put the show together, including Christina and the rest of the Get Connected team. We'll see you again next time.